And we are live with another episode of Comic Talk. It's that show brought to you by The Keeg, where we talk about this week's new releases of comics. Whether they're DC, Marvel, or indie comics, we're here to talk about what came out this week. Uh, if you're new to comics, if you don't know, um, new DC comics come out every Tuesdays, and new Marvel and indie comics come out on Wednesdays. And we're here on a Thursday, uh, December 22nd, 2022, to talk about everything that we read. I'm your host, Demetra Pereira, and... Uh, you know, I read a good amount of comics, but like it's not enough to like base a whole show around. That's why I have two guests with me today. Both guests have been on the show before, and hopefully the audio is working out there. Um, uh, for anyone out there who is listening to us or watching us uh, on live stream, uh, it's twitch.tv slash the Keeg Show uh, or on youtube.com slash the Keeg Show. Uh, I can stream to both. I can confirm the audio is working. For me? Yes, I can hear you. Uh, okay. I, I, I have it on my phone here, so I can oh, look cool. at myself, because that's my nice. favorite pastime. <laughs> nice. Uh, if if uh, people are wa- uh, listening to us, but they can't see our faces, they won't even know who was talking right now, unless they recognize the voice from a previous episode. We got Drew Maxi, a.k.a. Drew Deficit. That's me. Uh, written out, it's Drew X Deficit. So if you're going to look that up online on social media... It's Drew X deficit, but the X is not pronounced. Yes, it is. It is silent. The X is silent, like yeah. the G in lasagna. I think yeah. Drake said that. Uh, it was uh, Lil Wayne. Great. I had to. I had to explain that to one of my friends very recently because his girlfriend, yeah, uh, made like uh, a reference to that line, and he was just like, "I don't know what this means," and so I had to break down. Real G's what... moving silent. Yeah. So yeah, like she, in silence like lasagna. She yeah. was she was talking about uh uh nepotism children. And uh she said this was this was a few just a few weeks before Nepo baby became like oh, yeah. a thing in the zeitgeist. So yeah. she didn't use that term, but she was talking about uh uh how you know like famous people have kids, but then like the kids don't always make themselves known that they're like the children of famous people because like that might you know, make people look at them side-eyed. Uh, yeah. And she found that out. She found out that this famous person, I don't remember who, it's unimportant. Uh, this whole story is unimportant, but I'm going to continue telling it. Uh, yeah. That, uh, uh, you know, f- she found out that some famous person was the child of somebody else. And she said, wow, the nepotism, nepotism babies move in silence like lasagna. Oh. And my friend <laughs> looked at me and he was just like, I feel like I'm having a stroke. I don't know what this means. Yeah. And, and I explained it to him. And I thought that was weird because he's more of a rap fan than I am. So he should have known. I'm uh what's JJ Abrams' son's name? If we're talking about Nepo babies, what's his son's oh, name? Oh it's uh, Henry. His name is JJJ. Yeah, J. J. It's J JJ Jr. Abrams. J. Jonah Jameson Abrams. Yeah, yeah that's J. Jonah it. Jameson Abrams the third. <laughs> his son's henry but i don't know if he has the same last name as him yeah he, no, it is uh, they did they did a spider-man book together right? yeah okay so he kept the same last name because he wouldn't have a he wouldn't be writing spider-man if his dad wasn't jj abrams yeah. uh that was such a bad a bad series i got the first issue and i couldn't tell you what happened in it so. it was so bad isn't it, isn't uh, it basically a like a a therapeutic exercise on Henry Abrams' part about how his dad's never around because he's always making movies. And it's about how Spider-Man's son is sad because he's never around because he's doing 
Spider-Man. I didn't stuff. realize that, but yeah, I mean, probably, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, I was just thinking about that versus Joe Hill, who's Stephen King's uh, son. Yeah. Right. Uh, writing comics and 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 novels and that sort of thing, going by a different name than his dad. So you know, he is, yeah, he uses his mother's maiden name. Uh, oh. so because he didn't want people to to compare him to Stephen King, and because like you don't want somebody to compare you to Stephen King when you're just starting out. Right. <laughs> In general. I'll give you, I'll give you a big one. Do you know Max Brooks who wrote like the, the zombie uh, books yep, and stuff? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's Mel Brooks's son. Oh, okay. Which I, I don't. <laughs> okay. I thought you were going to say he had a different last name and I was just, no, I was like, but just oh. like, it's, it's crazy that like, I, I feel like nobody knows that that's Mel Brooks's son yeah. uh, because like, I mean, he's not making media. He's, he's got Who would have thought Mel Brooks had a son? <laughs> I bet Mel I Brooks has many surprise. sons. He's had such really? a radically different career path that I think a lot of people have not connected the dots. Yeah, like he's writing like zombie survival guides and his mm-hmm. his dad's doing like, you know, uh, the the history of the world part one. Apparently there's a part two coming out finally. <laughs> Oh, I I didn't realize this is the Max Brooks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. It's it's perfect that you bring this up because one could argue that the the theme of dark crisis is maybe nepotism babies are good. Nepo babies. Yeah. Maybe maybe they're the ones who will I, save the world. I thought the theme of dark crisis was uh DC referencing things to the past is what they do now. Uh, well, I mean, we, we'll, as well. yeah. we'll talk about dark crisis but first let me introduce brian long aka captain comic rex hello happy to be back so happy to be back um, good to see everyone again yeah yeah it's good to good to see both you guys and you guys have never been on a comic talk together you so know. this is a whoa, 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 world premiere <laughs> exactly thank you everyone's on the edge of their seat yeah the crowd is is screaming cheering you, they can't wait you, um, I want to know, uh, I want to know what you guys read this week. Cause, uh, again, if you're watching us live, it's Twitch and YouTube, but if you're listening to us on, on a podcast, uh, you can't see who we are or what we're referencing. Um, but you are listening to the podcast. And so we're going to try to make it as easy as possible wherever you get your podcast from. We're on everything now. So great. Um, I want to know what you guys read this week. Uh, if you're watching live stream, you'll be able to see the comment covers. Uh, which is kind of cool. It's an added level of like, oh, you watch us live, you chat with us in the chat, um, so on and so forth. Uh, Drew, you want to go first? What did you sure. re- read this week? Uh, so I read... And um, if you can get issue numbers too, that'd be great. Oh, I got them. I got them in front of me. Nice. Um, I read, so the first story in Batman Urban Legends 22. Um, I didn't read the other ones because I didn't read the stuff leading up to them. So mm. I was okay. going to be lost. Fair. Uh, which that, uh, for those, if anybody doesn't know, that's an anthology title. So like, it's made up of just like many short stories that are kind of continued from month to month. And sometimes they start a new one and put that in the front of the book. Um, and that's the one that I read. Uh, I read Nightwing 99. Nice. Uh, okay. I read Dark Crisis on Infinite Earths, uh, number seven. Uh, Dark Crisis, uh, Dark, oh yeah, Dark Crisis on Infinite Earths. I always forget about that last, like, tag <laughs> title. 
Yeah. They did that last that minute. came halfway through and it didn't reveal anything. What what did that have to anyway? Whatever. We'll talk about it later. Uh what else do we got? I read uh World's Finest number 10. Okay. Um then I read uh Traveling to Mars number two. Okay. And uh what's the furthest place from here? Number nine. And then I picked up like three other books that I haven't read yet, which were Batman and Robin, uh, Batman versus Robin number four, uh, mm-hmm. Stargirl and the Lost Children uh, number two. And what is this one? Oh, GCPD, the Blue Wall number three. So I'll get okay. to those, but I didn't read them yet. Okay, that's cool. Uh, I did read some of those, so I don't know if, uh, what Brian read, but maybe we'll talk about it. Uh, but we'll try to keep spoilers to our I don't care about the people listening. They they got to be prepared for spoilers. But, they know what uh, they signed up for. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Brian, what, what what was your list? Oh, boy. All right. So let's get the overlaps. Uh, I also read Nightwing. I also read Dark Crisis on Infinite Earths. I also, I'm going to mm-hmm. also hold up my comics. I also read World's Finest number 10. Uh, mm-hmm. I also read um, uh, Avengers Forever number 12. I yep. read Hitomi number 3. I read mm-hmm. X-Men Annual number one, which sidebar, the minute they stopped having, like they just made it a number one annual every year. I think that's when America lost its way. Like, I mean, this, I, I, I so do have a problem X-Men with number one. Number one. It's, there's just, there's not this many number ones. There shouldn't be. Uh, anyway, yeah. Miss Marvel Dark Web number one, Sabretooth and the Exiles number two, uh, Stuff of Nightmares number four, Wakanda number three, and Black Panther number that's my reading list for this week. All right, cool, cool, cool. Uh, mine was Avengers Forever number twelve. I read World's Finest number ten. Um, I read uh, uh, X Men Annual of this year. Uh, Nightwing <laughs> number ninety nine. Uh, it's ninety nine, right? Yeah, I think so. Hundreds yeah, of yeah, one. Dark Crisis on Infinite Earths number seven. I read Star Girl Lost Children number two. Batman versus Robin number, what was it, four or five? Four. Four. Uh, I read Wolverine 28. I read Flash 789. I read Deceased War of the Undead Gods number five. I read Mary Jane Black Cat number one and Alien number four. Nice. So we got a good spread. We got a good spread today. Yeah, um, yeah I want to know, though, what your uh, your pick of the week is. Out of all the things that you guys read, what is the one? Uh, Drew, would you like to to field this one first, or should I? I uh, I got it down to two that I have to think about. So, okay. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to hurt you. You could. You could. You. Could <laughs> I have a pretty definitive. I have a pretty definitive number one. All right, we'll we'll do uh we'll do Brian's first because he follows the rules and he only picked one. <laughs> And I usually don't follow Drew because Drew Drew's a, a a a rule breaker, a trendsetter, you know, anti-establishment. I'm yeah, usually you know? like Drew, and I have a hard time picking one. But this week, uh, see, now he's just trying to be like me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just want to be part of the group, guys. Um, it's World's Finest number ten. Uh, yeah, this book is pretty consistently my favorite any week it comes out. Oh um, yeah, but. Who, buddy, did the last page of this comic knock yeah. me for a loop? Um, well, people have been some... people have been questioning who this kid is. 
right. for the longest time. Right. I had my theory. Drew, did you read this one? Uh, I did, yeah. Okay. Did you know that that kid was supposed to be somebody we had seen before? No. Um. And, and when I started this book, I, I will be 100% honest with you. I don't know if I read eight and nine because I felt like I like, so like the book opens with this kid, like being essentially tortured. Um, oh, in this, in this issue. Yeah. 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 And yeah. so like, he's uh, like a sidekick character. Um, mm -hmm. And I kept thinking to myself, I don't know who this kid is. I don't remember him. So I don't yeah. know. It's <laughs> very possible. Yeah. You might have I, missed some issues, man. Yeah. It's very possible that I haven't read like stuff leading up to this. And I just thought that I did. Or it's possible that I did and I just forgot. Okay. So something interesting about like this series, right? And for anyone out there listening, it's like this series has been taking place in the past. What's up to Wednesday pull out there uh, watching us on Twitch? Um, this series takes place in the past, but it they aren't throwaway stories, which I feel yeah. like a lot of like those, like X-Men Legends is kind of throwaway. Um it feels like every it. month Marvel has a new series that's like, hey, we're dragging out some guy from 20 years ago that people right. like to write a Joe Fix-It series or something that doesn't right. really need continuity. But this has been, like you were saying, like actually retro uh, retconning in new ideas and, yeah. and things that will become relevant going forward. Right. So the first six issues are about the demon Neza, mm -hmm. who is now the villain in Batman versus Robin, that miniseries. And then this one brings in this kid from an alternate Gotham who came to this universe in the same way like Superman came to Earth from Krypton. Like he was shuttled out from Gotham that's exploding and then into this universe. And he has powers similar-ish to Superman, but like more energy-based stuff. What's the kid's care? Uh, the side, the... Was it like Thunder Boy? Boy Thunder. Boy Thunder. Okay, yeah. A pun okay. on Boy Wonder. Yeah. And, oh, and so it's I, I get been it. hinted. That's clever. <laughs> <laughs> it's been hinted, especially on like Twitter and in some interviews with Mark Wade. Um, by the way, the writing and the art in this is like they didn't have to. They, you know, we're, we're getting the full Wadeusy and the full Morrissey. <laughs> I'm deeply upset by the use of those adjectives, but we're gonna roll with it. <laughs> Good um, Lord. But but yes, Boy Thunder was hinted to be someone we've already seen before. And my theory, because somebody brought it up online, and I was like, oh, it seems like a good enough theory. It was that it was gonna be the origin story for Superboy Prime. That they were gonna just like shuttle him off to the Prime Earth and then we kind of see, you know, or like erase his memory or something. Sure. sure. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of thought I kind of when I was when I was reading this. Yeah. And I didn't recognize who this kid was. I was yeah. thinking to myself that he was going to somehow be like a Superman or Superboy character. Yeah. Yeah. But in turn, no, he is Magog. From from Kingdom Come. <laughs> from Kingdom Come. And the Justice like, Society tie ins that happened. 10 years ago. Uh, yes. 
Uh, it's not uh, more. Is that was that only? T- that has to be more than ten. Yeah, it's more because New Fifty Two started ten ago. years ago, right? Yeah, yeah. New Fifty Two started long... twelve years ago. Oh, uh, twelve or years eleven, ago. eleven. God, yeah. But so I feel dumb as hell because going into this, I was like, oh, this is just a fun story about some kid who's psychic. I never for a second considered he could be someone. So you yeah. get to the last page reveal of the flash forward, and we see he's actually Magog killing yeah. Joker the scene that we see in the early uh, issues of, of Kingdom Come, and my jaw hit the floor. I was truly shocked that we're bringing this concept back and that Mark Wade is returning to this because he, Mark Wade, never established a backstory for Magog. Uh, Jeff yeah. Johns did in the aforementioned JSA stuff where he was, as we all remember, the great-grandson of FDR, but clearly- Was that what it was? <laughs> he was the great-grandson of Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, yeah. Legacy heroes, you know. We gotta yeah. we gotta continue legacy. Um I but- just sorry, I just watched the Rick and Morty episode where FDR is a spider person. Uh <laughs> so you know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I could not believe this. And I'm I'm so fascinated as to where this is gonna go from here because what it's Mark Wade returning to Kingdom Come for the first time in, in now decades. So I'm it's actually the second time. Happened. Well, yes. Yeah, sorry. Well, he wrote. I he wrote it's, a it's also been it's also been decades since the kingdom as yeah. well. Right? <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's been so long, and I I can't wait to see what's going to happen next. And as you said, yeah. Dan Mora's art and uh, Tamara Bonvillain's coloring is just stellar. The colors like, are really good. Yeah, so phenomenal. Uh, it's it's one of the best looking books on the stands, in my opinion. It's it's just but, great. By the way, shout out to Brian Long here, who always shouts out not just the writer and the artist but literally everybody and their mom that worked on a title <laughs> like like asking Brian for his best comic picks of 2022 he gives me the full team that worked on the comics i'm like uh, they all deserve cool. credit they do all deserve credit <laughs> not I, most people just list the writer and then like uh, mm. other people list the like, writer and the artist and then you're like here's the letterer the colorer the inker <laughs> Hey, and, well, and it, it shows in a book like this where I feel like uh, Tamara Bonville and, and Dan Moore have been working together for a while. They work on um, Once in Future together, the, the mm. Kieran Gillen creator-owned book. And, you know, looking at a, a book like this where you have pages like the key giving his origin story and it has, I'm just going to hold it up for anybody who's watching at home, like this psychedelic background, like these little visual flourishes yeah, it's just a reminder. Like a good colorist makes a huge difference in a work, uh, whether we realize it or not. It's kind of the invisible art of comics, I think, in a lot of ways. I want to. Um, I want to talk about that origin too, because uh, yeah, uh, key. yeah. Um, as as s- somebody who has a me myself, I have a pretty strong stance uh, of being like anti drug use. Uh, I liked that the villain was drugs the whole time. (laughs) Right? Yeah, yeah. He was just like, ah, I had to take pills and they didn't work. So then I had to do acid. (laughs) I mean, it is probably one of the strongest drug PSAs they've done. It makes sense, too, that he's a key because, like, they talk about gateways. (laughs) Oh, you know what I'm saying? Unlocking the mind. And there's all those doors. I, I cracked up at the bit where he's like, you know, they say that uh, they only use, you only use 10% of your brains. 
Well, I figured out that was bullshit, actually. We, yeah. we do actually use most of our brains. <laughs> yeah. Because I read that line, I'm like, Mark Wade, I feel like you're smarter than this to know that's not actually true. And the next page is like, no, that's I, not I, true. Yeah, yeah. I, kind of, I did the same thing and I was just like, but I mean, it's comic books, so. Right. Right. <laughs> well, it's also like Deathstroke's literal, like, superpower is that he uses <laughs> more than 10% of his brain. I want the key and Deathstroke to have a talk. And he's like, hey. You're smart enough to know this is not a real thing. And he's like, yeah, I just like saying it. <laughs> that I'm like, that I'm 10 times the man anyone is. That's what I was like, it's part of my brand now. I yeah, it's, yeah. What are they going to call myself? 10, ten man? <laughs> no. This is, am, this is who I am. I enjoyed in this issue too, it, it was a, an interesting portrayal of Superman getting angry. You know, yeah. and I'm I'm one of those people who's very particular about portrayals of Superman, and I, I trust Mark Wade a lot. And I thought that it was, it, it, he has such an understanding of these characters that even in these moments where Superman's being portrayed as the sort of typical post New Fifty Two, he always has his heat vision going look uh, that I don't really like. I like that it was it was presented in this way as something that was unsettling to some of the characters around him. Like Robin commenting, like, I have never seen Superman this angry before. And it's yeah. it's something else. And I liked the line where Batman says, uh, helplessness is a lot for Clark to process. Losing people close to him is a particular trigger. Grief he can handle. It's anger he has a hard time managing. And I was like, interesting, because that to me evokes very much the death of Pa Kent, right? The one person he couldn't save because he wasn't fast enough or he had all this power and couldn't save him. And this yeah. idea that the thing that can make Superman angry is helplessness, I think is a really smart look into his character. And I, I like the idea too, that he's not particularly angry at anyone except mm -hmm. himself at that mm -hmm. point too. Mm -hmm. Like, cause to me, like the idea of Superman being mad at himself, first of all, is like, it's kind of a bummer, but it's also <laughs> like, that's kind of like, in a way, like that's kind of a scary idea. Is that yeah. the only person he gets mad at is himself? You know. Yeah. I well, would be well, surprised if they take that like somewhere further in that series. Sure. Yeah. Well, they. I, I think they will because I feel like those are the themes that are in Kingdom Come and Superman's right. future. Mm -hmm. And that everybody thinks that like Injustice kind of messed it up in a way. <laughs> like I like Injustice, but people think that like Superman will snap one day and kill villains and blah 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 that's injustice but like mm -hmm. that's not who superman is superman is what would be in kingdom come where he turns his anger inwards and his his hopelessness he wasn't able to save lois and jimmy and perry in kingdom come and the joker like kills them and then magog kills the joker and he just feels lost right right yeah and by tying him so closely now to Magog, I think that emphasizes even further what you were saying, Drew, that he becomes mad at himself. Because I think the only thing that would hurt just as much as losing Lois and, and Perry and Jimmy is someone who he saw himself as a mentor to crossing that line that he believes never should be crossed. Right? So it just adds insult to injury that he loses these people and then the person who kills them and crosses that line is someone who he tried to save or perhaps he thinks if I had just done more to help this kid, maybe he wouldn't have turned out this way. And it makes sense too that like, like that, that 
gives a good reason for why Superman would just quit at like stop yeah. being Superman uh, before the events of Kingdom Come. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because he at that point, like he's viewing himself as being the problem. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I love Kingdom it's making Come. Me want to go back and reread. Yeah, it's making me want to go back and reread it. Frankly, yeah, I, I haven't Kingdom... read Kingdom Come in years, and I, I every yeah, every summer I'm just like I'm gonna do it this year, and then I just don't. Kingdom Come is 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 my I think my number one comic of all time, like literature wise, okay. it's 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 my it's my favorite. You know, um, I read that a lot when I was a kid. It was one of the only comic books in the library when I was a kid. Like I read it and then I told my friend and he's like, that's not true. Superman and Wonder Woman don't have a baby. And I'm like, it's a literal comic book. He's like, it's probably not a real comic book. And I'm like, it's a real comic book, man. This was before I learned what Elseworlds were. So it is both real and not real. You're like, this is a thing that happens. They all look like this. They're all beautifully painted. This is how all comics are. (laughs) Um. Uh, okay, so so yes, world's finest number ten, uh, yes. really good one. Um, oh. Drew, what are your two? All right, my two are, um, they're my two uh, indie books this week. Um, mm. So, traveling to Mars, and then uh, what's the furthest place from here? Uh, traveling to Mars number two. What's the furthest place from here? Number nine. Mm-hmm. Um, either of you familiar with either of these titles? So I was going to try to pick up Traveling to Mars because when I saw you were reading it, I didn't know there was a new Mark Russell joint coming out. And <laughs> unfortunately, my shop didn't have it. So yeah. I was not able to read it. But I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. So uh, Traveling to Mars is um, it's published by an Italian publisher called Ablaze. Yeah, that's probably why my shop didn't have it. <laughs> it's it's called Ablaze Comics. Uh-huh. And uh, uh, I found out that the only reason that my shop had it is because they know that I'm going to buy every Mark Russell book. And so they <laughs> order, they order like three copies just in case I want one. And then maybe they can hock on to a couple other people. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, uh, so traveling to Mars is um, if you're familiar with Mark Russell, like basically he's, he's a, uh, he's a humor writer and he does a lot of stuff with like political satire. Mm-hmm. And um, other than like his last, he's been doing some Superman stuff at DC, but pretty much every book other than that has found some way to poke fun at some part of modern America, American life. Mm-hmm. Um, and it usually is trying to, uh, it, it usually sets the crosshairs on like the, uh, the, the, the concept of capitalism. I just realized he did, he did the Flintstones comic. Yes. Yes. Holy (laughs) shit. Yeah. Flintstones comic is amazing. It's incredible. (laughs) Yeah. He did. He did Flintstones. He did the, uh, the, uh, uh, Snagglepuss comic that was Mm -hmm. about McCarthyism. Um, (laughs) he did, uh, uh, that sounds so wild. It's great. Um, (laughs) Anyone listening to this is like, I have no idea. What is, are they, is this real? Is this... it's it's yeah it's it's snagglepuss uh is it's called exit stage right and it's about the house un-american uh activities committee coming to snagglepuss in the 1950s and being like hey you know you're this very famous playwright so you know all these actors you have to tell us which of them are communists and then when he's on the like at the senate hearing 
he refuses. He just kind of jerks him around and, and messes with him. And then in the middle of it, they out him as gay. And, mm. and so now he has to deal with the fallout from that. And like, he's been having a relationship with Huckleberry Hound. Uh, and that becomes part of it. I mean, it's, it's really good. Um, yeah. Anyway, traveling to Mars is about a uh, complete loser uh, <laughs> who um, he's, he's writing this diary essentially um, on his way to Mars he is the only character, uh, human character in the book, although we do see some other people in flashbacks, but um, it's him writing this diary because he's being sent to Mars and he was picked because all these uh, all these countries in the world were trying to get to Mars to get uh, this like resource that's going to help out uh, the failing uh, planet Earth. And everybody was trying to get there first. And uh, they decided to send him because they knew they could get somebody there, but not get somebody back. And they pick <laughs> him because he's dying of cancer. And so they're just like, if you go, we will give your like your family each $10 million. Uh, they'll be taken care of, but it's a one-way trip. You're never coming back. And... Yeah. Uh, in the end of the in, in the first issue, like you think that it's like the United States government uh, coming to like offering this to him, but it's not. Um, it's a, uh, a corporation that makes lab grown beef uh, who <laughs> wants to have their name be synonymous with saving Earth. So it's all a marketing scheme. Um, <laughs> and uh, it's really good. I mean, it is it is just about this guy writing a diary about how he knows that he's on his way to to his death um and the the circumstances that got him there that sounds uh, great. is it's, it a uh, ongoing or is it a mini what, is it what i is it? i believe it's a mini but i don't know how many issues it's supposed to be um because like obviously it's got to end when he gets to mars right <laughs> <laughs> yes it seems to have a finite the, uh, the book is not called before being on mars <laughs> living uh, a long and healthy life on mars yeah um and then the other one yeah uh, what's the furthest place from here um this was the ninth issue and actually before we started this i reread all nine issues just to make sure i knew what was going on in this book because uh it's actually not an easy book to explain mostly because they have not they've like intentionally kept a lot of the details um, kind of fuzzy. If you see things blinking uh, around here, the uh, there's a snowstorm outside. So like my power has been acting funny. So oh. maybe I, I might get booted from this. Who knows? But okay. Anyway. Um, so what's for this place from here is a post-apocalyptic tale uh, by Matthew Rosenberg and the artist Tyler Boss. Um, if you're familiar with their other book, um, four kids walk into a bank uh really really good this is um kind of deals with some similar themes is that um it's a post-apocalyptic book about uh teenagers growing up in a world where something has happened that is like killed all the adults in their lives 
Um, and uh, when this happened, the population of maybe the entire United States, maybe just this section of the United States that they're in, um, was divided into uh, basically gangs that are called families. And every gang has a theme. Um, so for example, there's a gang called Big Business and they are just kids who wear pig masks and they value money. But money doesn't mean anything to anybody else anymore. Um, and there's like a group called uh, Boys in Blue who write all the laws for all of these families to follow. Um, and the main characters are from a group called the Academy. Um, and the Academy is, uh, they live in a record store. So like when they reach a certain age, they pick out a record and that record becomes their God. And it's, it's like the, that's what they worship and that's what they put their entire like life into. Um, which I think is, I think that's a really cool concept, but the big law that everybody has to follow is that when you turn 18 you are no longer part of any family and you get sent out somewhere and nobody knows where you go um and so there's like this group called the strangers who are these faceless almost like they look like ghosts but they're clearly people um and when you turn 18 uh you are sent out the strangers pick you up and nobody knows where you go. The plot of the book begins when uh, one of the members of the Academy comes back. Uh, and all the kids are just like, you're not allowed to be here. Uh, this is not supposed to happen. And then he dies uh, because something has happened to him that led him back. And he dies. And then when they're throwing a funeral for him, uh, uh, people, all the people get too drunk, all the kids get too drunk. And then somebody comes and like kidnaps one of uh, the members of the Academy. And so now they're on this mission to go like find her and figure out what the hell happened. Um, that's the first six issues, seven, eight, <laughs> nine so far have all taken a break from that main story to kind of uh, bring in guest artists to provide some backstory to kind of explain what has happened to this world. But it's still very, like, it's still shrouded in mystery. Uh, and so, like, this issue, um, number nine, was about um, explaining... In, in a previous issue, they explained how the Academy came to be. Um, but in this one, it's explaining, kind of giving, um, showing some of the traditions of it. So like, for example, um, I'll show you, I'll show you a page here. Um, this is a character who the day after this, uh, the events of this page, he's going to turn 18. So he has to be sent out into the world and he passes his name down to a baby that was born in the academy. So they, uh, all of the kids have gotten their names from other teenagers who had them before they turned 18. And then when they go out into uh, wherever it is they go, 
there's somebody to keep their legacy going. I feel like I'm going to jump on this one. It is very strange, but it's <laughs> but really don't cool. spoil all the stuff for me. But like, I feel like I'm I like there's been 10 issues, right? Uh, nine. The ninth nine one issues? just came out uh, today, uh, yesterday. I think I might. I think I might pick it up. What's the it's, furthest place from here? Image yeah, Comics. There's there's a trade out for the first uh, uh, first six, I believe. Uh-huh. Um, and then seven, eight, nine are the new arc that's providing that like backstory kind of. Yeah. Um, as as it as somebody who was like a big fan of, uh, like punk rock and mm-hmm. and and hardcore bands. It speaks to me on that level because that's a big part of some of the characters. Um, And they even do like uh, they do like deluxe editions of the single issues that come with records where like modern bands are covering older bands. Um, There's a lot of like uh, when they have extra pages, they'll do um, like, oh, this is the stuff we were listening to when we wrote this issue uh stuff like that like music is just a very big part of it and i think that that's always really cool when you can kind of marry those two things yeah yeah so um, i i actually got the first deluxe issue of it and i was trying to get all of them and they're midtown expensive comics, yeah yeah midtown comics really screwed me because they advertised that they had them in their store that just stopped selling them for some reason yeah unfortunately i've well, only read the first issue but i loved it and i i really need to catch up with it because it it's is all right it was it was completely marred by covid uh oh yeah oh yeah there there was i mean uh they were pushing those deluxe editions because they were essentially saying like if we don't sell enough of these image Mm -hmm. is not going to continue printing the book and it's just gonna die and and uh yeah it was it was a whole thing it seems like it's okay now because it has come back to like a regular schedule but um yeah, yeah COVID really screwed up the production of those. Which yeah. is too bad because it was a really cool idea. Oh, cool. It is it's super high concept while also kind of like flipping the bird at high concept comics. <laughs> uh which I think is really cool. So my pick of the week week is maybe a high concept comic. I don't know. I mean, it's just like superheroes and stuff, right? Like that's my favorite stuff. Uh, but I take recommendations for indie comics from you guys. Um, so I'm going to pick that up. What's the furthest place from here? Um, somebody on TikTok n- noted that whenever, like on a given week, Nightwing, Flash, and World's Finest always come out in the same week. Oh, really? I yeah. That has been the pattern, huh? Um, I'm not going to pick World's Finest because it's already been picked. I think it's going to be Flash 789. Hmm. Um. Flash has been really good. It's focused back on Wally West now, which is a big thing for me because Wally West over Barry any day of the week. Oh, yeah. Um, and like Wally West being full Flash again, that's what I've been waiting for since the new 52 started. It's like, come on, <laughs> where's Wally? Come on. Like, where's Kyle Rayner? Where's Wally? You know, like, I need those. Those are the guys I grew up with, right? Um, so Flash 789 brings back Pied Piper. And you really get to explore the relationship between Wally and Pied Piper. And the fact that, like, can I say that Hartley Rathaway is his best friend? No. But he's, like, one of his really close friends, right? They've been through a lot together. And then you also explore the Flash family a little bit more, um, which is cool. And so, uh, and then the rogues, basically the mayor, the mayor of uh, 
of Keystone City is uh, Mayor Wolf, who used to be Warden Wolf of Iron Heights. Oh, and he's the really? mayor now. And oh, the damn. rogues are his personal deputies. <laughs> and so, like, there's a there's a thing there. So, like, I won't spoil what happens, but like, there's some really good issue, like, a uh, really good stuff that they do in this issue uh, that I think makes Flash 789 stand out. Definitely. That's my pick. Yeah, I'm happy I mean, to... what's that? Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I, I was gonna just say, like, normally I would pick Nightwing over Flash, but like Flash is picking up speed right now. I like it. I was gonna say that I uh, have not been reading this Flash run at all, mm. but uh, I did pick up the one issue when he has like the team up with Doctor Fate. Um, oh, and... oh uh, where the two girls go. Uh... Animal Man's daughter and Wally's daughter go off. Is that one the one? It may have been. Uh, I just, okay. I, it was, it was the issue that like where Dr. Fate will say like, we're about to hit a trap quick, turn the book. And then like you had to turn it oh, on yeah, its yeah, side yeah. before you turn <laughs> yeah. the page. And that's sick. Uh, yeah. So that it like, they would fall off the panels and not get hurt by the trap or whatever. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, like I thought that stuff was cool. Um, and if they continue doing that, then I think that, uh, like that level of creativity, then I think that I should be picking up Flash. I think you should, you should, because that was like a good start of that run, is that. Uh, and then there's like a one shot where like multiversal pro wrestling like comes to Keystone and the Flash okay. joins a like the champion of that like multiversal pro wrestling thing and then they like <laughs> broadcast it across the multiverse and like it's just like a fun issue i'm not even a, i'm not even a pro wrestling fan but like it was just a good issue and yeah. they've been focusing on wally west family uh a lot lately and that's what i'm here for you know like i'm yeah. here for the love and the family and sure the punches but like everybody who wants just punches in their comics like okay fine but i'm here for like the relationships right and these characters and their growth. So I'm happy uh, to hear this writer is doing something with the proper rogues and not just a series of people who also run fast. Because I'm tired of the Flash right. just fighting other people who run fast. Yeah, give me a guy with a gun that shoots something weird, and he needs yeah. to fight the Flash. That's what I want. Yeah, there's an amazing kind of thing with the rogues in this in this issue that show how well they work together. There's a there's a point where Flash gets like thrown, and like I think Captain Cold calls it out, but he's like Mirror Master. So Mirror Master does a thing where Flash is getting thrown, he goes into a like a mirror, and then out another mirror the other way, and Captain Cold freezes it. So like, <laughs> there's kind of like a one two punch sort of thing, right? Right. Because um, I mean, in continuity, these rogues have probably been working together for what 15, 20 years. Like how right, long has yeah. Barry been? How long's Barry been, uh, you know, the Flash? That right. long. <laughs> they need to be like they need to be written like uh, Robert De Niro's crew in Heat. I feel like they need to be a well-oiled machine. Did did yeah. did you, either of you guys read Rogues? The Black. I did. Book? Yes. Yeah. Man, I, that was great. You it's should. not. I mean, it's not quite like a well-oiled machine. It's quite the opposite. <laughs> but man, like that. I thought that book was so good. Yeah. Great stuff. Great stuff. 
Uh, yeah, that's that's the kind of thing I like with those characters, just like the blue collar Joe supervillain. Yeah, um, I, I mean, with fun. with with Flash, like, I I I am infinitely more interested. Not to say that I don't like the Flash. I do like the Flash, but I just find the the villains to be so interesting. Yeah, uh, compared to like that's what's bringing me to a Flash book most of the time. Yeah, yeah. Um. What uh, I want to talk about the big stuff that came out, um, like the big events, and then we can hit some of the other stuff. Because, like, did we all read Dark Crisis on Infinite Earths? Number uh, seven. Yes, I think so. Yep. Yeah. I, I was just, I, I couldn't wait for this to just be over. I'm like, <laughs> tell me, tell me what are the ramifications of the DC universe, and then we can move on. I'm not normally this negative about it. I wanted to like it, but I did, I did not like this whole thing at all. Yeah, I thought it was a waste of my time. I thought there were moments in it, like over the course of the series that were cool. Um, But there's always like if 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 a big event goes too long. It Mm. just like and I'm not even talking like long as in like number of issues. I'm just talking about like in real time. If I have to read a story over seven months yeah after a while it's just not hitting the way that it should right Um, doomsday clock was notorious it was i mean Clock was like 12 issues over two years yeah a year and a a long time got delayed yeah and and yeah any of that matter ultimately with doomsday clock i mean with like dr manhattan going back to the watchman universe i think but like the place he was always supposed to be in (laughs) I need I need to reread Doomsday Clock because the the like the slowing down of the momentum because of the delays just made it so that I didn't really remember what the previous issue was like. And so, yeah, I I, that's another one. I keep saying that I'm going to read it, but uh, I don't feel like digging out the issues um, and I don't want to buy a trade of it because yeah um it's not it's not one that i feel like i need to own a trade of yeah um, so there are a lot I, of I cool variant like... covers by the way for for this dark crisis on infinite earth seven the very um, the covers have been great i should shout out that on the covers oh yeah those uh, are cool. yeah uh what were well, you saying brian i have not read any of dark crisis but i read this last issue because i figured <laughs> you guys would want to talk about it so i was like i'll figure it out i'll just roll with the punches this is how i got into comic books just reading yeah. random things. um so a couple of thoughts First, I thought it was kind of cool that it was an event that was focused on Dick Grayson specifically. I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, uh-huh. Which, which I think is of like different. I feel like that's kind of strange because I don't, it, it, unless I'm mistaken, to mm-hmm. me, it wasn't always focused on him. That kind of like came in midway <laughs> through. So I'm making this assumption based on this final issue alone that I yeah it, so it, it geared <laughs> up towards Nightwing being the center focal point, but now right. he is as of the end of this right right yeah so I was like oh that's kind of cool especially because he's the one character who like has actually been allowed to grow and progress without getting a hard reboot you right. know I I feel like we talked about this once Dimitri long ago like could you ever imagine them making Dick Grayson Robin again no that would never no. happen he's He's Nightwing now and forever. And maybe uh, unless they pull an Earth but... Two or a Kingdom Come type thing. Sure, sure. But I mean, like in the mainline DC continuity. Yeah. yeah. Um, not in the way that like Wally will get erased and they'll put Barry in his place. You right. Know I mean? They don't set him back. 
Um, I thought that the part where they were literally running across the Grant Morrison multiversity map was dumb. I don't know why. There was just something about that that I was like, why are they literally on the multiversity map? This looks dumb. <laughs> oh, the multiversity map that has the text on it. They were literally, yeah, they were literally on it. And I was like, this is too dumb for me. I don't like this. Um, yeah. And I can't believe it just ended with them being like, the infinite Earths are back. I feel like the infinite Earths have been back like five times in my comics reading. Like, I've been uh, comics for, like, Can you count them? Years. Can you count the five it's times? Because so many times. Infinite like Earths, it's been a long time. Infinite Earths has been a long time. Okay. Yeah, so Crisis on Infinite Earths ended. And when that ended, all Earth. the Infinite Earths, it was just one Earth, right? One Earth. For the longest then time. 52 happens, there's 52 Earths. Uh, yeah, you say 52, but it's all uh, like Infinite Crisis. But yeah, 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 yeah. Right, right. You're right. And then didn't Final Crisis bring back the multiverse or was that only 52 earths as well it was also 52 earths i think it was never infinite um, up until it has now. not been infinite for long okay Even it's, still. it's been a set number and then 52 the number 52 kept popping up right. everywhere everywhere right uh yeah it feels like a lot just to be like the infinite earths are back again well but in this they were like the infinite earths are back but there's still the 52 worlds it's right. 52 plus. Yeah. But like known worlds and then the I don't rest. know. Maybe the 52 serve a purpose as a like a the nucleus right. of the of the sure, multiverse. Sure. And then that the infinite is the electrons. You know what I mean? Right. But actually, what goes into it better, this is kind of the comparison. Dark Crisis has not been good. Flashpoint <laughs> Beyond was good and gave better explanation for the DC universe. Mm -hmm. um, there are plot points that jump from Doomsday Clock to Flashpoint Beyond to Stargirl Lost Children. Mm -hmm. And like, and it's all Jeff Johns, right? Right. And and, and just, uh, the, it's better. That, that new JSA book that's out too. Yeah. Yeah. The new JSA book, right? And so like, cool. But Dark Crisis fell flat. Yeah, yeah. I, I I think that it did too. I mean, like the, the in this, you know, in this in this last issue, there's like uh, the the double page spread of like the battle on top, and then like Nightwing's, you know, face or yeah. like D Dick Grayson's face through the years and stuff. I mean, yeah, that's been like a recurring kind of thing throughout it, and every time I have found that page to be just very like. I get what they're doing with this, but I don't need to pay attention to this. <laughs> we didn't need a huge event for this. Any of this. All right, the yeah. tie-ins that they did. What was the point of all those dumb tie-ins? Yeah. It's I not mean... even to sell toys anymore, right? Like, that does, <laughs> that's not a thing anymore, right? <laughs> like, maybe Todd McFarlane is just like, yes! Yeah! Because he's the one making the toys. But, like, other than that, the Todd's like, I need 18 more versions of Batman in quarter four. I gotta get right. out on, on Right. It's not enough that we get like 500 Batman and Death Metal and <laughs> and 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 Dark Knight's Metal and whatnot. But like yeah. let's see, let's give them all their own pocket universe where they're the main character and well, see like what happens there. I, I did I, I will say I'm interrupting you. Go ahead. No, 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 go, go ahead, Drew. Go ahead. Go ahead. Because you I, actually I, read the whole thing. <laughs> 
I, I was going to say that, like, you, you know, you mentioned uh, we, were, we were talking about what this whole thing meant. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you remember, it starts off with like this event started with, oh, my God, the Justice League is dead. <laughs> and when we get to the end of this, the Justice League is kind of dead. Like they've disbanded. Yeah. Like like. So it's not like a literal death like they made everybody think that it was going to be. I mean, you know, the the characters were presumed dead by the general public. But like. I I did kind of like that they stuck with that. I like the idea of a broken up Justice League. Obviously, they're going to come back together at some point. And it's 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 implied here that like Nightwing is going to be part of it someday. He might not be that time, but. Uh, you know, like I did, I did enjoy that part of it. Um, but I, yeah, I, I mean, I feel like, you know, this was something you could have done in a justice league title and you didn't have to do a whole event for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I compare this to obsidian age. Do you ever, uh, read, uh, the JLA comic when they did obsidian age, they released it as two trades. Uh, it was a Joe Kelly when Joe Kelly had the had the Justice League, um, back when it was JLA, um, the Obsidian Age had a superhero team from like BC times come to the present because there was a prophecy that the Justice League will be the destroyer of worlds. So they come and they kill the Justice League, and then it enacts like a B Squad protocol, and so Nightwing is the leader of that new justice league it's it's it it was like the same thing i vaguely remember this but that's interesting it's one of my favorites so much obsidian age is one of my favorites (laughs) huh yeah yeah i found um i've lost my train of thought but yeah i i did even just reading the one issue i mean i i know i'm probably not giving it a fair shake but it did very much feel a little bit like going back to what you're saying about this taking too long for me, I guess I'm, I was thinking the Infinite Earths are already back because there was all the hyper time hullabaloo post death metal, right? So I, I guess my understanding or my assumption was like, okay, Infinite Earths are back, especially now that we have all these black label books. And it's like, well, all these black label books got to go somewhere in the multiverse, right? So my thinking is just the multiverse has been back. It's just now we're officially saying it in canon. But that's the thing about the multiverse and whatnot is when you create a multiverse, you've created right. time backwards also. Right, right. So again, Flashpoint Beyond brings it up. I don't know if you guys saw, I think I did a TikTok on it. They're talking about the omniverse, they're talking about a hyper time. They're breaking it up in yeah. Flashpoint Beyond and they're like trying to make sense of it. I, I read Flashpoint Beyond, uh, yeah. which was, I, I thought was a surprisingly good book. Uh, I yeah. say surprising because I'm kind of, I am I'm I'm over Flashpoint. I really I am. Too. am. It's <laughs> yeah. just like at the time I thought, oh, this is a cool story, and now it's just become like the thing they keep coming back to, and mm-hmm. and you know I'm just kind of like I'm done with it. But uh, I did read that because I I was curious, and yeah, it was cool. Um, I I I don't I don't need any more Watchmen. stuff in the dc universe i just don't i don't need that i don't want that uh which the cover of this book 
had me really worried because I thought like they were like, <laughs> oh, the oh, they're going to make Nightwing Dr. Manhattan somehow. Uh, oh, because like it, it looks like that's what they're doing on the cover. I mean, he's in the pose. When he's in the pose. He's got the blue light. light. Yeah. Isn't it a Jesus reference? Well, Jesus has his arms more like outstretched, but when Doctor Manhattan comes back to life, his arms are at this like. Oh, I see what it looks like. Yeah, level. you're right. You're right. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm loving some of the other titles DC's doing. I'm not hating on DC. Just this, this Dark Crisis wasn't it for me. I, I, yeah, I mean, I'm just, I feel like I'm not an event guy anymore. I uh, love events when done right. Devil's Reign is cool. That's the thing. I don't know that I think events are done right anymore. Uh, I, I, I didn't read. I, I picked up all of Devil's Reign, um, but I didn't read it yet. So, oh. um, it's one of those things that I, I'm gonna get to. If it's yeah. anything like the Zadarsky Daredevil run leading up to it, I'm sure it's gonna be great. Oh yeah, but I mean, yeah, it is Zadarsky. Like, it's, it's essentially not even. It's, it, it's not even a true event. It's just yeah, the closer of his run. Exactly. <laughs> and and so like like I don't know what's Marvel's big event that they were they did last year. You Judgment know? Day? Judgment Day? Like I didn't read that. I, I mean I Judgment Day surprisingly ended well. Yeah. Yeah, it rips. It I think it's real good. <laughs> it was yeah, it was, it was surprising because again, yeah, I don't I didn't go into Judgment Day like I didn't go in wanting to dislike it, but I went in being like, I don't know that I'm going to like it. But yeah. then the twist and kind of how they went about it and the ending, I thought was great. In fact, yeah. I have a I have a video I've been sitting on like TikTok for TikTok where I go through stuff, some of the stuff for Judgment Day. Anyway, I think what I hear no there. is that is that Judgment Day is a very character driven story. Like it's not trying to radically reshape the status quo. And yeah. so many of these DC crossovers lately are like, we're reshaping and remolding the universe. And and then by the end of it, you're just like, how many more times are we going to do yeah. this? Yeah. Also, it, it, I didn't think Infinite Frontier needed anything else. I thought we were pretty yeah. set on, this is the new normal. Let's just go forward with it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm, I think the same thing. Um, I just, it, it, it feels like, it feels like DC is consistently trying to walk back the new 52 to post-crisis. Mm-hmm. And they're right. trying to find ways to do it. And every time it doesn't work, they're just like, all right, well, we'll try it again. And um, I, I I don't necessarily think that that's a bad idea to do. I just think. Like that, one and done it. Just yeah. do it. Yeah. I mean, and uh, I, 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 I like I, 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 I'm in the minority and that I over overall like the new 52. Like, oh, I think that yeah. that new universe was fine. All you had to do was kind of just like shake it up and fold in ideas from before. But instead, it seems like they just want to go back to like, oh, we'll just completely undo that, you know? <laughs> It's wild now. I don't know. Um, let's talk about like uh, some what. Let's hit some ones before we get out of here that we did like, and then we can hit some more that we Ooh. didn't like. But but we gotta uh, for everything that we talk about uh, as we close this up. Um, 
we'll keep everything like short and brief. Liked it, disliked it, a couple points. Uh, and I'll try to we'll try to hit everything that we that we read this week. Um uh Brian, what do you got? What did we not talk about? Oh, um, I know you said I was trying to keep this brief, but I I want to I want to say something <laughs> because I want to hear your take on something. Um X-Men X-Men annual number one, parentheses 2022. Uh, yeah. I have become a a firestar defense squad captain interesting because i so a quick backstory about me i like was never really a big x-men guy until the hickman era and i was like i'm jumping in clean break and now i'm like going back i'm reading a lot of stuff i'm like 50 issues deep into the original claremont run i'm like really catching up and when firestar was joining the new x-men team i was like oh i want to know more about her because like people have weird like attitudes towards her where they're like oh she doesn't deserve to be on the team all this stuff so i read the original miniseries that she first appeared in like was integrated into the marvel universe uh-huh. if you don't know what happens to that miniseries the premise of that miniseries is she gets brought to emma frost's school for mutants when emma frost yeah. was still a villain she gaslights firestar into believing the x-men are villains right gets firestar emotionally attached to a horse and then murders that horse and people are like, Firestar's a bad mutant. She doesn't deserve to be on the team. It's like she right. has deep psychological trauma. Why are you all being so mean? Emma Frost was a Emma Frost was, I mean, legitimately a bitch, like a horrible <laughs> boss, a boss bitch, more bitch than boss, more boss than bitch. I don't yeah. know, but the like she was originally. She was a bad guy, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And like she has gone through her redemption. I'm not saying yes. we have to throw she's great. Yeah. Uh, but it's just so funny to me the way people react to Firestar. I'm like, I feel like Firestar's like self-consciousness about her mutant identity within the X-Men universe right. is understandable considering what she's been through. Um, and I liked yeah. the way this issue confronted that pretty head on uh, in a way that I found very interesting, even bringing in the Hellions, the other kids yeah. that she went to school with, uh, with Emma's uh, uh, Academy. Um, yeah. A Firestar Defense Squad. I'm on Team Firestar. Look, I didn't care much about Firestar up until this issue, and now I'm like, okay, cool. You yeah. know, fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't normally think about Firestar, but now I'm seeing a lot of like they're pushing, they've been doing it in a couple of different issues, pushing Firestar, Iceman, and Spider-Man together. The amazing friends. They're yeah. reunited. Yeah, yeah, bringing them back. You know, and I kind of like it. the uh the kind of almost sociopolitical commentary in this issue about yes. about her they're they're like you're mutants but you spend all your time with the avengers you spend all your time with like the new warriors and whatnot anything except teams with x in their title right, you don't belong right. on krakoa like right. you've spent your whole superhero career with other teams where were you yeah and you i know? think they approach they approach her sort of mission statement and the way she's now putting herself back into mutant society in a way that I think keeps it from feeling like she's like, you know what? I was wrong always. But I, I think it, it took a nuanced approach to her saying, I'm going to embrace this heritage for myself. And it doesn't matter if you accept me or not, because I'm accepting it. And that's what's important to me right now. And, and she I says, like, I, I strive to do better. Yeah. Yeah. I, I loved you know? it. I thought it was great. Really good yeah. stuff. True. You didn't, uh, you didn't read this one, right? I, I have I did not. Uh, I okay. I I like the idea of X Men, but every time I try to read an X Men book, I'm always just going, <laughs> "Oh, okay." 
So that was me a, for many years. I need I need a textbook to understand what's going on. <laughs> I will. I, X Men is my is my one true love. Uh, after X Men, it's most of DC. So like when it comes to Marvel, like Marvel to me is only amazing because of the X Men. Yeah. Like and the other characters <laughs> are cool too. Like I like I like other Marvel stuff, but like. X-Men really is the strongest part about Marvel to me. I, I want to read. I like when Hickman started that new run, yeah. I read the first issue and I was just like, okay. Did you read cool. House of X, Powers of X? Or sure. did you read X-Men number one? <laughs> I don't remember. Okay, we gotta get I've gotta get you on this train, Drew. Come on. I can tell you that I was reading it at a white castle. Ooh, nice. But that's all okay. I remember about it. And I remember that it had like little diagrams to be like, oh, here's who he this loves his infographics. Is. Yeah. He loves the diagram. Yeah. Uh what do you uh what's another one that you read, Drew? Let's try it um, Let's do uh we talked about world's finest. Yeah. Um let's do Nightwing. Um yeah. yeah, let's talk let's talk Nightwing. Nightwing issue 99, gearing up for uh, issue 100. Yeah. Um I liked it. I, you know, I, I, I like it. Um, I think there's my, my, the guy who runs my comic shop and I were talking about this. People are turning on Tom Taylor. Uh, and I think really? that's weird. Yeah. Um, there's like a whole like pitchfork wielding group of people <laughs> online who are mad at him because like, um, they think that he's ignoring some characters and he did like, I think, I think it was the last issue. 98 was the one with the imp. Um, yeah. where he was like, he like made direct call outs to people who have criticized him online through that imp. <laughs> um, and, and I don't know, like, uh, I, I still think that he's doing well. I don't yeah. think that this was the strongest issue. No. Um, I think Bruno Redondo is still an incredible artist. Uh, but overall, I mean, this is this is the book is still cool. Um, at one point, I did think that it was like the coolest superhero comic on the shelf. I don't know that I think that anymore, um, mm -hmm. but I also couldn't tell you what's overtaken it. Uh, I mean, maybe uh, if we're counting like the black label stuff, then maybe Human Target is still on top. But uh, I haven't yeah. I haven't. Uh, I stopped Human Target a like at a certain point, but I need to get back on it. Um, I definitely could say that like I like Tom Taylor's vibe better than Tom King's vibe. I'm not saying like I don't like oh, Tom man. King's writing. I, I love, but between people, the Toms, you know, I I absolutely love people being depressed. So like I'm a Tom King guy for super sure. depressing. It's just I yeah, love it. Everything. I love it. <laughs> Give that me. used to be the poll quote on Listen, one of his books or something. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to feel good about anything at any point. I want everything to make me sad. Uh, yeah. On the That's flip side, good. Tom Taylor works in cute moments all the time. Yeah, yeah, he does all the time. And, and I think, um, I think this villain, this heartless villain, yeah. is a cool idea. Uh, I do, yeah. you know, I want to see, I want to see more. Um, he also I, plugs I, into like a USB C drive, like a like an outlet or whatever. Like, right? It wasn't that on an issue. Like, I think so. he like pulls his jacket back and he has a bunch of plug points. <laughs> I don't remember that, but I I'm I'm okay with that. 
Yeah. Um, I couldn't believe Tony Zuko was still alive. I was like, this motherfucker's still alive. He's still alive. Zuko. Zuko or Maroney. Oh, Zuko. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zuko. Tony Zuko. Yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I always get Maroney and Zuko mixed up. That makes yeah, sense. I, Their names sound alike. Maroney is the guy who splashed Two Face in the face. Harvey Dent. That's Maroney. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, then, I didn't love the Zuko. Issue. Oh, Zuko is is Robin's parents. Right. Okay. Um, I enjoyed the issue as well. I think I think I similar to you, Drew. I've I've kind of cooled on it a little bit. Um, I am also fascinated by the like Tom Taylor hate wave. Uh, I think he might just be better off not being on Twitter for a little bit, just because sometimes he like tries to argue back with people on Twitter that are I, stuck yeah, with I don't. Like, part yeah, I don't. <laughs> I don't pay attention to people on Twitter. Uh, yeah, yeah. I a hundred percent. I have Twitter. I don't use it for anything else other than just like saying my opinions. I don't read anything <laughs> that anybody else is saying. Uh, I like it because it was. It's really the only place where I can get consistent updates from comic book creators about new projects they have coming out. Yeah, and now Elon Musk is determined to ruin all of that. So I don't know. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> Avengers for uh, let's, oh, let's try yeah. to bang through these. We got eight minutes, so let's try to bang through these. Avengers Forever twelve. Love um, Yeah, I'm. I can't wait till this is over. I it's not gonna be over. It's in the title. It's gonna run forever. <laughs> you know me. Oh, I'm, no. the only, I'm the only person who likes Jason Aaron's Avenger run, and I'm having the time of my life. I mean, I like yeah. it, but this whole multiversal thing is drawn on too much. Too many one shots. Oh, of like, you don't need 12 issues to 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 get the band together. You know what I mean? I think, but I think the the one shot is such a lost art these days in the days of like writing for the trade i think the like single issue one and done story is such a like across how, how many series across the avengers series across avengers forever and numerous one shots like come on man i'm gonna gobble them up like pac-man I'm, 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 i love them <laughs> i love them all right there we go because uh, i'm loving it uh event an, an event that i do not care about is dark web but <laughs> how was the dark web miss marvel tie-in um, I thought it was fun. Uh, the thing that was most exciting about it for me, as someone who is a Miss Marvel stand from ways back, Jersey represent, uh, it's the return of the inventor, the parakeet clone of Tom. The Zeta. parakeet guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, who has not returned uh, since his first early appearances in the G. Will Wilson series. Um, so that mm. was the most exciting thing about it for me. Uh, and I'm also just, I liked it, but I'm annoyed because where is Kamala's new ongoing? Why am I only getting yeah. her in like little snippets? We've been getting a lot of like random mini series for Kamala, but yeah. we haven't gotten an ongoing, and I do not know why. I don't know why either. It has I to do with that. the show, right? I'm assuming. I don't know. They're, they're really probably know. waiting to do a number one to coincide with the Marvels movie probably. release. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they've well, been they, they did just start Monica Rambeau series, right? Um, for better or worse, I feel like both companies are trying to do a thing where they do more mini series rather than immediately green light and ongoing that then gets rebooted again or canceled in six months yeah and i can understand that thinking but then it also is frustrating when you have characters who i think could carry an ongoing series and have carried on going yeah. series, not get one i don't i don't know this for sure i can't necessarily speak you know this is just a hypothesis sure. but i think that both companies are doing smaller runs or anthology stuff because they want to try out new talent because all sure. their best people are going to creator-owned <laughs> stuff. Because sure. 
they know uh, if i had to speculate why it's that the 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 big names all know that if they're creating something there's a chance mm -hmm. that they're going to put it in a movie and then mm -hmm. make a bunch of money off of it and not yeah. pay them anything or invite yeah. them to said movie <laughs> to see the creation on screen even bare minimum yeah yeah 100 right uh i mean I, I think it's it's another level of um they don't want to commit to a whole series to one writer and artist or whatever like they can't do a, a Bendis Bagley team up anymore for 200 issues. Right. Like, so they're like, here's six. And they, and they don't even want to invest on a character. They're like, here's a blue beetle booster gold uh, mini. That's like five issues. And that's right. all you get. They don't want to like have a blue and gold ongoing, which is fair. I think, I think a perfect you know? illustration of this though, it, it, it shows. And I, I'm, I'm really saying this with Marvel because Marvel has their huge movie arm. I think the yeah. thing that displays this best is we're only now getting a Scarlet Witch ongoing like next month. Why was this not ready to go when WandaVision came out and was like the biggest thing they had going for them? Like that was one of their most popular things. And the fact that it took them this long to do something with the character in a proper way in the comics, I yeah. think shows that they're not thinking about how you could be getting more people or even people who already read comics maybe aren't reading those characters to say, yeah. hey, I like this show, I liked this movie, let me pick up this book because I'm interested now in this character. As someone who's more of a fan of team books than I am solo books, mm -hmm. I don't think Wonder... Uh, not Wonder Woman. I don't think <laughs> Scarlet Witch <laughs> can carry an ongoing. I don't think she's interesting enough. I like Scarlet <laughs> Witch when she's dealing with other characters. Sure, sure. You know what I mean? Put her on Midnight Suns, put her in Strange Academy, put her on Uncanny Avengers back. You know what I mean? Like, right. okay, great, cool. But then then you know what you do? You do a, a Wayne family adventure style book with her and, and Vision and their awkward divorced parent trying to make it work because they've all got these kids that they share. They're gonna do that. You do something. They're I think gonna, they're gonna do an awkward like thing. But what Vision I'm saying is like, if if you don't think it's a solo book, make that the premise. Make that like a family sitcom about this like dysfunctional, disparate. They're group. bound to. Oh I'm God, just saying. I would be shocked. I'm the, the Vision Scarlet Witch family tree is the <laughs> biggest deranged. family tree in comic books. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like that. That those are two huge <laughs> trees. They're nutso. Yeah. Like yes. So it's only a matter of time. Drew, what else do you read? Um, I read the only thing that I read that we haven't talked about is uh the that first story in Urban Legends, which uh, oh, okay. was it was a Nightwing story. Um, and it was kind of cool. It was about a um, uh, it was the first part of a story about a villain called the Director, who <laughs> is essentially like um setting up crimes for Nightwing to solve that at first he doesn't know that they're fake uh, because the director is like tapping into security camera footage or other, or people's like live streams to be able to cut it and sell movies of Nightwing solving crimes. Yeah. And I think, sense. I think that's kind of a cool idea. Um, yeah. I actually was kind of surprised by how much I liked that, that little short. But isn't that like Screwball in Spider-Man? Is Screwball her name? Yeah. 
Okay. It might be. I don't know. I, yeah. I, I don't know anything about Spider-Man except for like the things that everybody knows. Yeah. If you played the PlayStation game, it's really good. Like you should play it. Which one? Football's in it. What's up? Which which PlayStation game? Uh, the PS4 one, and then now PS5. Like they had an upgrade to it, but yeah, it's the Insomniac one, right? Insomnia, I, Insomnia. I, I I played both of those. I don't remember Screwball. She's the one who had the. It, was that is that her name that she had yeah, the little? Sure. She had the little like um, like like games that like she was a villain and she like had a reality show and then like she oh yes i do remember that okay yeah Yeah, i forgot about that so yeah yeah. yeah, that sounds like it's the same (laughs) yeah uh what else do we got um i want to talk star star girl lost children i'm loving this i love todd knock i do like jeff johns i do i get like yeah um but like, don't give him ten titles. Give him like his his couple, and like let him like his his core characters. Just Society, Star Girl. That's really what he's writing. Um, I love this idea that like there are legacy characters that have gotten plucked from time that we never know, and now they're being retconned into DC continuity. I think it's an amazing thing. There was the seventy page giant, I think, or like forty page giant or whatever it was that was like that gave fictional biography well fictional they're all fictional but like biographies for all these characters and then gave their first issue number and like as if they did exist and were created back in the day you know what i mean Mm -hmm. interesting i i've been i'm obsessed two minds of it because i literally have behind me uh a box that's just the entire jeff john's jsa runs uh-huh. That was one of my favorite books. It's like one of the first books I ever got on a monthly basis. But I yeah. got so burned out by Jeff Johns and I just wish they'd let another writer take a crack at these characters because I think they have a lot of potential and I think constantly being under his thumb has been detrimental to them. Um, so I'm of two minds about it, but I might give it a shot. I might give it a shot. I've, I've I, gotten to this weird point with Jeff Johns where um, they're so like his, his very high profile stuff is just him mm-hmm. trying to like do... Uh, a lesser version of an Alan Moore story. <laughs> and like after a while, I was just kind of like, this sucks. Like, like <laughs> I even tried Geiger. I didn't like Geiger. Um, and so I thought for a while, I was just like, yeah, I'm kind of done with Jeff Johns. I don't, I don't mm. think he's good anymore. Um, but I did like that JSA number one that he just did. Yeah. And uh, I haven't read issue one of lost children, but I did read the star girl special uh mm. that came out and i like yeah. that yeah i mean star girl's literally his sister who right who died. yeah like i think if anyone like is 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 owns that character it's him he probably yeah. doesn't legally own it because it's right. dc but like if anyone owns that character it's him like sure. you know um but yeah i don't know i uh I, i'm liking i'm liking the new jeff john stuff flashpoint beyond going forward it's 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 set up some like interesting things. Um, re- let's get like I don't know. Um, Batman versus Robin, whatever ended, whatever. It's building up to Lazarus <laughs> Planet. I didn't care much for it. The art's great, but I don't see the point. Demon Neza, whatever. I don't know. Brian, did you read it? I did not. No, I I was kind of like lost track of it even existing. Um, yeah. and I was going to just, I, I, by the time I realized it was happening, I figured I'll, I'll catch up with it in trades or whatever. Uh-huh. 
We'll see. I'm fine with just reading World's Finest, if I'm being honest. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> the DC uh, stuff did... I tend to like best lately tends to be the like out of continuity stuff, like that yeah. Black Bible or what have you. Uh, Deceased War, War of the Undead Gods is finally like that zomb- that that anti-life equation finally reaches the new gods and it's starting to spread across the galaxy. Um, even though they have a cure, the, the infection is spreading faster than the cure. So mm-hmm. um, I think it's super cool. And Mr. Mixaspitalik got infected. And I think it's crazy. <laughs> wild. Truly yeah. wild. Uh, if you like alien stuff, Alien 4 uh, is, is kind of cool. It's it's essentially those those like robots. They're like androids that they look like humans, right? And right, alien. Right. Yeah. Uh, I forget what they're called, but it's about a team by milk. of bl- what's up? It's powered by milk. They're not really powered by oh. milk. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they, they, there's a black ops group that's sent into an alien infested zone, and so it's robots versus aliens. Hell yeah! I thought it's cool. Yeah, Sounds good. In this recent run, uh, um, anyone have final yeah final thoughts about comics that they read this week? Do you did you read or have you been reading Sabretooth and the Exiles? Uh, I read the first issue of Sabretooth. Sabretooth, yes, all of um, them. Sabretooth and Exiles, I just missed this week. I, I don't know about this week's. Good comic, let me tell you. Okay, I am really intrigued and fascinated by this era of superhero comics that are really trying to take a closer look at things like the prison industrial complex. Yeah, and, and restorative justice, like this and Chip Zdarsky's Daredevil. Um, and this really carried forward that theme in a very interesting way. And you're starting to, to see how the future that we glimpsed at the end of uh, the Sabretooth miniseries previous one, how that's going to come to be in this issue in a big way. Um, mm-hmm. And we also got the first hint at what is inside of Orphan Maker's armor. And it seems like it's crazy. So oh, I need to check, check it that out. One out. Definitely yeah. check that one out. Real, real good. Yeah. Oh, uh, Wolverine 28. Also, it's, uh, I mean, Beast is a bastard. So that's kind of what the thing is. Like, Beast got arrested by X-Force in a previous issue, but this must take place before that. Mm-hmm. Even though it's I'm catching up on it on Marvel Unlimited, so I'm not up to date on that. But oh, okay. So, but like Beast has been a bastard. Oh, yeah. So, you oh, know. Yeah. yeah. He's shit. Yeah. Uh, I want to thank you guys so much for for taking time out of your uh, night to be on this show and talk comics. Because yeah, you should do that. Thank you, guys. <laughs> thank you, Drew. Thank you, Brian. You're welcome. Yeah. Hey, oh, thanks, for, thanks for thanks for having me. You. I I I actually uh uh I I listen between like being in a band and now doing like comic stuff on TikTok. Uh, yeah. I've done a lot of like podcasts or like interviews and stuff. Um, consistently, I, I think that you are one of the best like hosts uh, yeah. that I've ever talked to. Um, so Thanks. I always enjoy. Yeah. Like there's never it. you you never let the conversation just like get weird and awkward. You always kind of like, <laughs> like, you know, move things along, uh, which is great. Uh, you should teach uh, people who interview bands uh, how to do that. Um, so I've uh, logged a lot of hours since COVID. I'll tell you that. For a while, I was just doing Instagram live chats three days a week. Yeah. It was it was wild. Um, but thanks. Uh, hopefully one day, like the goal is like I need to host something big, right? Like I need to make money. So we'll see. We'll see how that works. Uh, but thanks. One I'll put you down as a testimonial, Drew. All right, there you go. Put that on the the book that you write. It'll say. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. 
I said a lot of stuff, so you'll have to fill the whole page. <laughs> I will. I'll go th- back through this episode. Take it down. I'll write down everything you've ever said. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, for anyone out there watching us live, you're watching us uh, live on twitch.tv slash The Keeg Show or youtube.com slash The Keeg Show. Uh, we also have our uh, podcasts on pretty much everything, right? Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and now Stitcher. Um, that's where you can find uh, The Keeg and The Keeg Show and all the different things we do. Comic Talk being one of them. We also do after shows. Uh, we also have The Keeg Talks. Um, got a lot of different shows and a lot coming up for next year. Before we get going, though, where can we find uh, you guys? So, like Drew, what's your social media? Where can we find you? What do you got coming up? Uh, you can find me, um, just around. Yeah, just you know, out. I, I, you know, I, I stay in a lot, but like I go out places. So you yeah, know, I'm out there. If there's like a donut shop, I'm probably there. Uh, <laughs> uh. No, social media. Uh, all of my social media is all the same. It is Drew X Deficit. Um, I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. I'm on TikTok. Uh, I'm all. I'm everywhere. You know. Maybe I might get into this Mastodon thing. People are talking <laughs> about that. You know, yeah. I'll it's see. It's like a new what's... new Twitter sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a thing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know. We'll see. Um, but I'm I'm there if you I I talk about stuff. I got a big mouth. Sometimes it gets me in trouble. So if you ever want to mm. watch that happen, it happens. Uh, so just follow along. Uh, I got a video game coming out uh, in March. The trailer yeah, was finally released. They released uh, the the uh, uh, the title, which is I didn't know what the title was. I I had an idea of what the title was, but I didn't know until they released the trailer. Uh, what's it called I, like cosmic champion no it's it is called like uh justice league cosmic chaos cosmic chaos um, yeah yeah that's a uh that's a uh focus grouped uh name um <laughs> what, what do kids like wars? yeah i was gonna say was it a secret wars situation where they're like kids love cosmic and chaos it, so I'm, them together. I'm, uh it 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 had to have been something like okay <laughs> we got like 10 titles which one do you like the most and why? And then the kids were just like picking stuff because they were like, I want some apples. And then, uh, and they promised them apples. Um, but yeah, uh, it's coming out. Um, uh, there's a trailer for it online. Uh, the trailer focuses a lot on gameplay. I, I, I will say uh, that the story is much bigger and more in depth than that trailer really leads you to believe uh, which I think will be a nice surprise for pe- for people who play it, um, yeah. and it'll be on all consoles and Steam uh, on March 10th. So, all right, I'm looking forward to it. I will play it. All right, I hope <laughs> I hope I hope that you have fun with it. Yeah, I think yeah. I think I'll play it too because I got to figure out like what the game is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Brian, Very where cool. can people find you? Uh, you can find me on TikTok uh, at Captain Comic Rex. That's R E C S like recommendations. Uh, you can find me back here on the Keeg in about two ish weeks, right? What is that? January 7th? Talking about uh, our favorite comics. Yeah. yeah. Favorite comics of uh, 2022. Yeah. And, uh, January Dimitri, 7th. Dimitri, it's going to be a big moment because uh, I'm going be, to be recommending some manga. Some Japanese comics, which I don't. You're gonna, think you're gonna have to get me really the list discussed. so I can get find the pictures. Good. All right, 
<laughs> um, uh, but yes, that is uh, that is what we're going to be doing. And uh, as always, support your local public schools. Keep those fascists from banning our books. They're the worst. Oh, yeah. Yeah. let me tell you about the state I live in right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm very privileged to I could, live in the state I live in. And I could talk a lot about that. They, they, they made it a literal... Uh, it is a literal crime in my state right now to teach graphic novels that have any kind of inappropriate uh, imagery, uh, which can be defined as anything yeah. from like nudity to boys kissing boys, because they're trying the 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 legislature in my state uh, is trying to equate homosexuality as a concept to pornography, uh, and Unreal. and they wrote it into a law that is supposed to be about protecting kids from like predators that that's the same as predatory behavior to show a kid that stuff crazy yeah insane what 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 state is this state of missouri oh loves company cool yeah it well it sure does (laughs) um i uh, I want to thank uh, you both for being here. I want to thank the audience out there. Aries 13 was out there earlier. Wednesday poll was out there earlier. Uh, thank you so much uh, for tuning in and watching. For anyone who is still listening, comicshoplocator.com. Use that to find your closest comic shops. Uh, we will be releasing a list uh, from the Keeg uh, and other uh, Comic Talk guests uh, about our favorite shops to go at that are, uh, you know, uh, accepting and not gatekeeping and whatnot so that's also something to look forward to uh is our list probably release it in the new year uh also you can uh give back to the keeg uh with our patreon patreon.com slash the keeg show find a tier the subscription tier that works for you um other than all that uh thank you guys so much for watching thank you guys so much for being on this find us on tiktok and instagram at the keeg show pretty much everywhere at the keeg show or slash the keeg show we're on everything so find us all there once again uh i am your host dimitri Pereira, and this has been comic talk uh for december 22nd 2022 take care everybody bye-bye